The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And here we go, folks. Uh, it's time for Common Sense and Logic Radio, brought to you by, yes, the Mexican not afraid to be American. <laughs> this is the On Point with Victor show. Uh, look, folks, you are listening to America's Web Radio, and I am Victor Armendariz. Look, it is great to be back. I I will tell you again, as, as probably many of you, because we're so good at what we do here, uh, many of you didn't know I wasn't in the studio last week, so the show didn't come from the studio. I was actually in uh, God, where was I last week? Uh, Myrtle Beach. I was in Myrtle Beach, and I got before I get into uh, all the things we're going to get into today. I just have to say, Myrtle Beach. It was a you know, it's, I, I will say it's not my favorite place to go, but uh, but it, it's a nice place. It's all right. Uh, it's off season, so that was great. So it wasn't it wasn't crazy crowded. But uh, I met some wonderful people. I met some business owners, and every one of them, um, they seem to be. It seems like there's an air of of I don't know how to put this, but people seem to be getting a, a little bit more pep to their step. Maybe it's the Christmas season, um, but it seems like people are starting to. I hope come together and realize that, hey, we've got to vote these idiots out of office. Um, we're going to move forward. We're going to push forward. We're not going to ha- rehash 2020. We're just going to go forward, and we're going to re- stream into 2022. We're going to do the best that we can do, and we're going to get to voting season, and we're going to vote out as many Democrats as we possibly can. We're going to vote out as many establishment Republicans as we possibly can, and we're going to get some freedom-loving, liberty-loving, United States-loving constitution-loving representatives and senators. And that that's what we hope. And that's kind of was the message when I was talking to a lot of people in Myrtle Beach. Um, it was really interesting. And, and I have to give shout-out. And this guy didn't want credit, so, so I'm not going to say his name and not going to say his business. But I will say uh, I met some wonderful people who own a T-shirt company. And by the time I landed in Atlanta, Georgia, back from Myrtle Beach, uh, basically within 24 hours on my doorstep arrived two T-shirts. One of them I'm wearing today. So if you're watching me on the webcams, you can take a look at the wonderful shirt that, that arrived in my house the other day. Um, but, it was again, a wonderful guy, wonderful business business owner, and they um, – just liked my, you know, they liked the show and sent me a couple of t-shirts. So, uh, shout out to them. Uh, so it was, it was a lot of fun though, but, but really what, what inspired me was even though we are looking at the highest gas prices we've seen in quite a while, we're looking at a, a disaster of Afghanistan where we're a hundred and, I don't know, 130 or so plus days now where we still have Americans left behind. We still have people who helped the United States military left behind. They're still sitting over there. And if you pay any attention to this, because you're not going to hear anything on CNN or MSNBC or ABC or NBC or CBS or P- PBS or NPR, you're not going to hear anything about Afghanistan. And they've moved on. The Democrat Party has moved on. Uh, Biden has moved on. And what a shame, because we still have Americans left behind in Afghanistan. And now it is it is harder and harder and harder to get them out. In fact, there was an article, and I don't remember where the article came from, but over the weekend or last week, uh, that was actually, it might have been the Washington Post, uh, 
but they were it was an article about how difficult and how much harder it is getting to be to get these uh, Americans and and the families of that were helping the military to get them out of Afghanistan. That that's awful, folks. That should never have happened, and it should never better not happen again. Uh, but that is the Biden administration. So you've got the gas prices we're dealing with. You've got inflation. Inflation is at an all time high. We haven't seen this since 1982, which was the remnants of the Carter administration. That's the last time we saw these kind of this kind of inflation. And you're seeing the gas prices, and which I just I've already mentioned. Uh, you're seeing supply chain issues. You're seeing shortages at the stores. You're all of these things that we know we're facing, but yet still. The business owners I talked to in Myrtle Beach and and, the, and these people who are fans of their and I got to tell you, now I'm a little fish, <laughs> uh, not just with David. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, you're only five foot three. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but in the radio world, you know, I'm still a little guy. I, I'm still down on the totem pole in the radio world, and hopefully that's all about to change. But. Um, but I walked down an aisle in, in this convention center that I was in, and I gotta tell you, and David, you'll appreciate this. Um, it was very flattering. I walked down the aisle and I pass a few people, and all of a sudden I hear, hey, it's on point with Victor. It's the Victor guy. And it was just really neat, and I turn around, and sure enough, there was a table of, of, of a few people, and they were all fans and listeners of the On Point with Victor show. Some of them lived in Florida, some of them lived in Georgia, some of them lived in South Carolina. And it was just happened to be that, that one person that I knew had I just kind of spread the word, and the show spread, and, and and more and more people are listening. So that was really, really flattering and and humbling to just to to get recognized like that, and have people stop what they were doing just to make a comment on the On Point with Victor show and how much they enjoyed it. Just think so, if you just think yeah. if you had had a uh, mustache, they would have said that's the Pillow Man. <laughs> they would have either called me that or Pancho Villa, one or the other. <laughs> but, hey, I want to I want to get back yeah. to something you said right quick and. Sure. Uh, this is going to, uh, well, I, I can't really tell you what it's going to do, but uh, as you well know, I keep up with the price of uh, crude oil. Right. West Texas Intermediate. Well, you're from Texas. Uh, and right now it's selling at about a do- uh, 71 to not quite, it, unfortunately not quite up to 80 cents a, ga- a barrel, but... <laughs> Seventy-one dollars to eighty dollars mm-hmm. a barrel. But anyway, uh, I read a prediction um, night before last that uh, by mid-January of 2022, a barrel of oil crude, West Texas Intermediate, will be up to 125, wow. and then by March up to 150 a barrel. And what's that going to do to our economy, David? I mean, it, it's it's going to put a, a screeching. Well, let's put it this way: it's going to put a big old anchor, yeah, on, and weigh down the economy. Cause the, uh, the 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 you know, I don't know what makes sense with this administration, but the reason <laughs> that the prices are going to go up like that, the demand from Biden for OPEC to fill the demand, mm-hmm. they can't do it. They, they can't they and they don't want to. No. And, uh, they don't want to. So that's going back to looking at domestic oil mm-hmm. and gearing up. 
all of this is such a damn sham. Yeah. If if he hadn't, if that idiot hadn't <laughs> cut the pipeline. Yeah. Look, he's killing pipelines. He wants to kill more pipelines. Uh, that is the Democrats. That's the yeah. party, all in the name of of, uh, of a fake climate change hoax that they want to put forth on people and and i'll get into that a little bit later because i'm sure we're going to hear about oh he's saying climate change is fake but their yeah. argument is it it just uh you i was talking to a, a friend of mine that's in the oil business and uh you know it just it makes it, there ain't no two and two with this administration. You can't come up with the end well, results of, that make sense. Well, they'll tell you that two plus two doesn't equal four, and one plus one doesn't equal two, because if you say it does, you're racist. Yeah. That's the kind of administration we're dealing with, so we shouldn't be surprised with the fiasco that is the administration and the policies. And, and that's, you know, David, I'm glad you mentioned that, because what everybody needs to understand, what we're seeing with inflation and gas prices and, and supply chain issues, these are policy-driven issues. These are all problems that were created by government uh, and and Biden is is too happy almost to lead the way but let's face it he probably really doesn't know uh, what he's doing he's just doing the bidding of whatever the teleprompter is telling him to do well you know I again talking to another friend about this and this this has gotten to the point that it's really gotten in my head and and uh, I'm not I'm not handling it as well as I would like to be handling it because this is all mm. we talk about. Right. And uh, But I was talking to another friend, and I said, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. And my friend corrected me and said, you know, the other side of the coin is he knows exactly, exactly what, what he's, he's doing. doing. Oh, yeah. And uh, to kill uh, the know, United States, well, to make us he, a socialistic he wants to, country. Yeah, they want the, the Green New Deal that is the Democrat Party of today that's run by the, the very radical of the Democrats. They want to, let's just, how in their words, fundamentally change the United States. I mean, they want to bring down our energy grid. They, they want and pretend that we, the people, can live off windmills and fairy dust and unicorn dust yeah. while they sit up there in Washington, of course, and have their supply of oil. Well, they're up there. Their uh, private jets. They're uh, rewriting the Constitution. And they uh, want to rewrite our, the Constitution, of course. Because for our they behalf. Want, you know. they have, for our behalf. They must have perpetual power and a one-party system. Uh, for the people, and yeah, for our be, it, it is sad, David, and uh, and yeah, we'll get into some some more of that today, and we'll maybe we'll touch on climate change a little bit. Actually, I will touch on it a little bit as we get going here. Uh, but uh, but anyway, folks, I, I did want to mention what that that how, what happened in South Carolina when I was there, not because I, I, I you know it's me. But because it's you, the listener, it's you, the listener, that's making the show on point with Victor grow. And it's you, the listener out there. Thank you. Yes, that deserves applause. All the listeners deserve our adulation and applause. But, yes, it's you, the listener out there, that is the reason this show is growing so fast. And and it's you, the listener, why, uh, just a reminder, on December 23rd from 12 to 3 noon Eastern Time, that uh, I will be uh, guest hosting, filling in for the Eric Erickson Show. For Eric, I'll be filling in for Eric. And I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have fun with that. 
So mark your calendars. December 23rd, your humble host here for the On Point with Victor show will be filling in for Eric on the Eric Erickson syndicated radio show on December 23rd, 12 to 3 Eastern time. So, but, all right, folks, let me, uh, I want to move forward a little bit, and I, I was going to tread on your attention span just a little. Uh, and honestly, what I'm going to talk about is going to have implications for the entire country when you think about it, even though this is, this is going to take place in Georgia, in the great state of Georgia, but, uh, but actually, actually, let me do this. Since, since David brought up the oil thing, um, let me go ahead and jump into this real quick. And, and first of all, if, if you are able, if you're in a position financially and you can help the people of Kentucky and the other few states that were devastated by the tornadoes this past weekend, uh, please reach out to the disaster fund. There, there are several disaster funds. There are several choices. Um, you can reach out. Folks, I mean, I want you to think about this. If imagine if you just got lost everything, your house, your vehicle, uh, you just lost everything to a tornado and you're two weeks away from Christmas. I mean, folks, these people need help. So if you are able and you're financially able, please, if you need to, you can email us here at the station and we will make sure we tell you how you can help these people in Kentucky and across that area that was devastated by these tornadoes. So that should be the first concern. The first concern should be, let's see how many people we can help. And I know so many of you listeners out there are are so great and you're so giving. And I'm only, and I don't ask this very often, but if you're in a financial position and you can help anyone, any of these funds that will help the people of Kentucky and some of the other states that were just absolutely devastated this weekend by the tornadoes, please reach out and help them. Help them have a Christmas because right now there's a lot of people in Kentucky that feel like all the hope is lost. And, David, you look like you have a comment. No, I, you know, there's always one thing that everybody can do, mm-hmm. and that's pray for these folks. Absolutely. That, that should be the start. And uh, they're – I'm a Presbyterian, as mm-hmm. you may or may not know, but it, which is neither here nor there, other than the Maysville First Presbyterian Church, there's not a stick left. And uh, so I've been talking to my church and uh, reaching out to other Presbyterian churches in the Atlanta area to adopt the Maysville First Presbyterian Church and help them get back on their feet wow. uh, with a building fund and everything That's else. Great. And uh, you know, like you said, it's I've been through a tornado. In uh-huh. fact, a tornado was what got me out of uh, AIT a week early. Wow. Uh, we had one in my hometown that was pretty serious and uh, uh, damaged uh, uh, or destroyed a lot of my father's property. And so I went to my CO and asked to go home, and he said, no, that's you still got a week to go before graduation. So I went to the most powerful in the military, the <laughs> chaplain. Yeah. And within two hours from Monterey, California, I was on a plane wow. back to my hometown. And uh, as soon as I, I got there, I went on active duty. And, uh, you know... Uh, We've we've heard about the straw through a telephone pole. Mm-hmm. I saw stuff in in my hometown that you just it it, it just yeah. blows your mind. You, you wouldn't it believe do. it if you didn't see it for yourself. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, I've I've been through a storm like that too, where a huge oak tree was just not just knocked over, pulled out of the ground, roots oh, and yeah. all, sure. and then just it looked like somebody pulled it up and placed it next to the hole that it was left. 
Well, I, it's amazing. You know, we haven't got time today, but I've got stories about the stuff that happened at my my dad's businesses, and uh, just wow. absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, it, these storms are powerful, and and they can uh, and they can devastate, and that that's why. But the kicker is, it's know. it's the things that like uh, they had pictures of a, a Christian church. I don't. Mm-hmm. I think the denomination was Christian, right? And uh, they had it of the uh, communion altar. And on the, the communion altar, I mean, the church was blown away. Mm-hmm. Everything around it was gone. Wow. But the communion altar was there, and the cross that sat on it was there. It had not even been touched. Wow. And I've got, I've got my personal stories mm-hmm. right. like that, that uh, uh, stuff in one of my dad's warehouses mm-hmm. that was destroyed, but my train set was still sitting there really untouched isn't that and, something oh yeah and uh that's amazing you know the the what i just said is good and bad in that you know being a human we we always question and mm-hmm. uh, you know why why everything else is destroyed right and but, you know but this is this isn't yeah. and uh it's well, just amazing. There was a there was a guy, and you can find this on YouTube, and I, I would implore everybody to go see it because it's it, it'll send chills through you. Um, one of the victims in Kentucky, there, there was no roof. His roof was gone. Most of his house was gone, but his piano was intact, and yeah. he sat down and started playing. I can't remember if it was Amazing Grace or how great. God are how how great, great thou, thou art, okay. um, but he started playing and and it's just it's amazing. He's sitting in the house, what's left of it, no roof, some walls torn down, but the piano was intact and he sat and played that. I, I mean that that is just amazing and that and that's the power of of, of humanity. I, <laughs> I I can't put it any other way. I, I mean, but uh, but folks, we really. Let's do try and help. Do what you can, and uh, and David, you're right. You know, it should start with prayers, and then uh, you know, get with your churches, get with any kind of organization you want to get with, and and challenge them to help uh, the people in Kentucky because they need it, and uh, people beyond Kentucky. That that tornado, I think, hit six states. Now, I think it did the most damage in Kentucky, but uh, you know, there are a lot of people that need a lot of help, and at this time in, in, in of, of Christmas. Um, don't let those folks go unhelped. Don't let them feel deserted. Um, let's get out and let's do what we can. And again, you can email gm at americaswebradio.com. You can email victor at americaswebradio.com and we'll make sure you get you, get you in touch with the organization if you want to reach out and help. You know, throw out one other thing and, um, you know, we're, as you'd say in the military, we're getting short. And we're short on time for Christmas, mm-hmm. but they're going to have this problem well after Christmas. Exactly. So if you can't make it before Christmas, mm-hmm. let's keep. You know, it'll be our point, our job, to keep it coming forth. That right. You know, help the people in Kentucky. <laughs> we'll keep and uh, we'll keep mentioning. Absolutely. You know the, uh, and I didn't. Uh, this this I'd just gotten home from from. Uh, basic or AIT and uh, sound asleep one Sunday morning 
and there were trees all over the place that had been knocked down and it was just you know and Mm -hmm. i thought oh you know what am i going to do how much is it going to cost me and there were trees across the street and you had to drive all over the place to even even to get to my home and uh so i'm sound asleep on i think it was a sunday morning it may have been a saturday morning but anyway, all of a sudden, I thought, "My God, I've been invaded by bees!" You know, they're right. bzzz, I mean, and I looked out the window, and they were just. Uh, there must have been fifty or a hundred guys with chainsaws, chainsaws. and they had wow. flown down from Pennsylvania, hmm. and uh, they were. Uh, what are the the guys in Pennsylvania that are don't believe in flying, but. They uh, the Amish, the Yamish, yeah, the Amish, yeah, and uh, yeah. I mean, they were like, they were like bees, you know. Mm-hmm. They were attacking every tree yeah, in the were. road, <laughs> and uh, I went out uh, and I asked them if I could pay them or if they needed water or mm-hmm. whatever, and they wouldn't take a thing. And I kept wondering, you know, and and I asked one of them, I said, I, you know, I didn't think you all flew, mm-hmm. and he said, Well, we work under a mission, oh, and. Okay. Uh, so that's how they. That's how they were. And they they sent you know they uh, on the flight that they they came down on they had all their chainsaws and wow. all of this stuff and they were just like attack dogs on yep. those trees. It's amazing how well they can <laughs> how oh. well they can work and how well and and yeah and that's just it the people coming together and I know there's lots of people from Georgia and Florida and surrounding states that are already in Kentucky and some of these other states and they're already helping so. Um, it's a good thing that that that's Americans. Yeah. That is true America. We not what the Democrats say, folks. We're not racist. We're not systemically white supremacy and all this other mess. You know that brings up a good point that I want to ask you. Yes. Okay, I have Uh-oh. the flag here, and you know we support our veterans. Mm-hmm. We support the military. We support first responders, mm-hmm. EMTs, fire, police, and. Uh, you know, as I mentioned many times on our veteran shows, the United States is the largest first responder in the world in to the any world. natural disaster or right. whatever. How many other countries are in Kentucky right now? I would venture to say zero. I, I, I haven't seen an on, on for, how should I say it? I haven't seen, uh, I'm having a Biden moment, but I haven't seen a, uh, a group from uh, the Canadian National Guard come down. I haven't seen even the Mexican, and even though I think if Trump were still president, I bet you Mexico would be sending up some. Now, granted... We have a lot of them here already, and boy, they can handle a chainsaw. <laughs> I and, mean, a, and a weed whacker. And a weed whacker and a leaf blower. It's yeah. kind of in our DNA. <laughs> and I can say that, because again, I'm the Mexican not afraid to be American. But, um, but no, it's, it's, it's true. I, we are the world's first responder. There are countries around the world that badmouth us day after day after day, and they speak ill of the United States. They hate us. They hate Americans. But we're still, we're the first ones to go and help them when they need help and they take our help and then it won't take long for them to start bad-mouthing us again but you know what that's the american the american ingenuity the american spirit the american that is behind that has freedom and liberty behind them we're the most giving people on the planet folks don't ever ever let an elected official especially a democrat tell you 
that this country is systemic racist or or has a white supremacy problem because the goodness of this country outweighs any ills that we have and, you know, and, and any bad apples that we have. I don't know about you, but I'm still waiting for my gallon of gas from Kuwait. But. Yeah, right. I know. I mean, they kind of <laughs> owe us. <laughs> oh, man, it's so true. It's so true. But, I, you know, I one of the awful things about when a tragedy happens – when you have the, probably one of the worst things that can happen beyond the damage and, and the people that it affects is when a politician comes along and immediately tries to use a disaster like these tornadoes and use it to gain power, which is exactly what Joe Biden and his merry band of Democrats tried to do the other day. It took about 60 seconds for Biden to start touting his climate change BS agenda uh, to use the poor people of Kentucky, the victims of these tornadoes. It took Biden about 60 seconds to make this political. So since Biden felt the need to make this political, which we should never do, these natural disasters should never be made political. The the number one, two, three, four, five items should always be to help the people. How do we how do we come together as Americans and help our fellow citizen and, and just our fellow humans? Uh, that should be. That should be the only only thing being discussed. But no, Joe Biden and his merry band of Democrats could not help themselves but make this political and start touting how the tornadoes are intensified because of climate change and blah, 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 blah. Well, folks, since Biden made this political, I did a little research. Uh, let me set the record straight real quick. Uh, you know, Biden Biden ran to... Well, okay, he didn't run to anything. He walked slowly <laughs> to the microphone, let's just say, drumming up this climate change mess and, and, and hoax and all, and using it to try to gain power, try to, try to convince, put, pit American against American. When we should be getting together to help Kentucky, when the president of the United States, the leader of the free world, what's left of it, Stands there. He should be uniting people, but instead he chooses to divide people over this climate change mess and try and use the tornado tragedy in Kentucky. Try to use that to pit American against American so he can gain power. That is what Biden and the Democrats did the other day. So since he did that, let me let me point out what a bunch of bullshoy that Biden said the other day. And I know some of you thought I was going to say something else, but this is a family show here on On Point with Victor, and I'm not going to do that. So here are the facts, and actually, we might need to take a break, and then I'll get to the facts. So let's do this. We're going to take a break, and then I'm going to give you the real facts of uh, tornadoes and intensities. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show's hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. Hey, folks, this is Victor Armendariz with the On Point with Victor show right here from the America's Web Radio studios with some great news. You need to mark your calendars December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. From 12 to 3, I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show. That's the nationally syndicated Eric Erickson Show, your humble host right here from America's Web Radio, On Point with Victor. I will be guest hosting for the Eric Erickson Show from 12 to 3, December 23rd, and that's a Thursday. Mark it down. 
Do you love classic and special interest cars? If so, listen to our podcast every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on America's Web Radio. Or find us on your favorite podcast site, iTunes, Spotify, or any of the others out there. We'll talk about classic cars. We'll talk to car guys. We'll talk to clubs that are here at our facility here in Classic Auto Mall. And we'll also talk about Classic Auto Mall and how we can help you sell your classic or special interest car. So give us a listen every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Thanks. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome back, folks. This is the America's Web Radio. You are listening to the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armendariz, uh, the Mexican not afraid to be proud to be an American. Uh, okay, folks, let me give you some facts. These are the facts. And if you want to fact check me, fact check me, uh, look up a guy. Look up a guy named Bajorn Lomberg. Uh, Bajorn Lomberg, he wrote a book called False Alarm, How Climate Change Panic Cost Us trillions hurts the poor and fails to fix the planet uh, interesting book so folks go look this guy up Bjorn Lumberg author of a book called false alarm how climate change panic cost us trillions hurts the poor and fails to fix the planet he's also just the president of the Copenhagen Consensus Center so here are the facts and I got this straight from Bjorn Lumberg since 1950, the number of United States violent tornadoes, those are ER 4s and 5s, have more than halved. Since 1950, are you, are, you, are, you, are you hearing me? Understand this, folks. Since 1950, these violent tornadoes have decreased by a half. All right? Now, what did Biden tell you? What did he, he came running out, well, walking out, stumbling out, uh, to the microphone and immediately tried to make this about climate change and immediately started lying to the American people to divide them and said that these storms were intensifying. They were intensifying strongest in history, blah, 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 blah. When the facts are, since 1950, the number of United States violent tornadoes, E.R. 4s and 5s, have more than halved since 1950. You hear that, folks? Uh, Lombard continued, he noted... You can only show an increase if you include the very weak tornado. So you can only show an increase in tornado activity and strengthening activity if you include the very weak tornadoes. Well, guess what, folks? Guess what your government does? They count all the weak tornadoes they can so they can beef up the numbers and say that they're strengthening or they're, they're intensifying and all these lies that they want to tell you. They'll manipulate the data. Just as you can manipulate a poll to get the results you want, data can be manipulated as well. And that's what the government, that's what the Biden administration is trying to do to you. Uh, but Lumber didn't stop there. He goes on. Increases in all tornadoes because increased measurement of weak tornadoes. So increase in all, if you say there's increase in all tornadoes because increased measurement of weak tornadoes um, because of Doppler radar, this can create a misleading appearance of an increasing trend in tornado frequency. And guess who did that, folks? Guess who did that where, where probably Biden and the Democrats get the idea to do this? They got it from Al Gore because Al Gore used this technique and that horrible thing he called a film, um, which I'm not even going to name because I don't want to give it any kind of credit. Uh, but Al Gore did this. 
So by increase, so an increase, look, let me just say it again. Increase in all tornadoes because increased measurement of weak tornadoes because of Doppler radar, Doppler radar, which will pick up weak tornadoes. So if you use that, it can create a misleading appearance or will create a misleading appearance of an en- of an increasing trend in tornado frequency. It's exactly what Al Gore did to uh, when he made his uh, that film he made or movie, whatever movie he made, when he wanted to scare the bejesus out of you. Well, that's what he did. He used he basically manipulated the data. Because if you take, because of Doppler radar, and it can pick up weak tornadoes, uh, because of that, you can show an increase. And and by doing that, you're giving a misleading appearance of an increasing trend of tornado frequency. This is a, 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 a Democrat elected officials, a party, a political party, folks, that bends and twists and will willingly lie to the American people. Now, you need to be asking yourself why. Why will they do this? Why are they willing to do this? You need to know, folks. You need to ask those questions. And and look, folks, this is the reason you need to do your own research, especially especially when, when government run by Democrats use a tragedy to advance a political power then you absolutely must go and do some research yourself, just as I did. It's not very hard to find in uh, Bjorn Lomberg. It's not hard to find his book. And that's not the only book he's got. He's got other books, and he's not the only one. There are other non-government scientists who have been sounding this alarm on how governments, and not just the United States, not just Democrats, but governments around the world are using the, the fear of climate change to control and gain more power over their citizens. And that is an awful thing, folks, and, and, and all of you, especially in this country. You know, I can see this stuff happening in, in just about any other country in Europe or anywhere around the world because most of them are socialists, most of them lean socialists. But here in the United States, we have a United States Constitution, and that that basically sets the parameters of our government. And it also, it keeps the control of the government in the hands of we, the people. And we better start realizing that, folks. We better start realizing it because the most powerful thing you have is your vote. You know, I want to add one other thing, and we're going to have a whole, uh, in fact, your friend, uh, Mark the Shark. What? We're going to be discussing it on uh, his show on Friday, but... From 12 to 1. Pardon? From 12 to 1. 12 to 1. And, uh, you know, I I don't know how many. In fact, it's amazing the people that get the Declaration of Independence mixed up with the Constitution and what it says. But if you want to scare yourself to death, Mm -hmm. when was the last time you read the Declaration of Independence? That's a great point. You read it, great point. and it describes what's going on in government today and why mm-hmm. we wanted to get the hell away from King George. <laughs> Absolutely. And it just, I mean, it, it 
It, you know, not just that, David. Read the founding fathers and the and what they wrote to to arrive to the Declaration. Oh and yeah. The Federalist Papers and 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 the preambles, and the, I mean, you're absolutely right, David. You can get an insight to what the people, the 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 Americans to be, what they were thinking back then, and how the biggest thing they feared is an overpowering government. And I want to go one step further with this in that uh, today we had our our friend Michael Gano on from Israel mm-hmm. and uh, on the Insight to Israel show. Mm-hmm. And what's going on? And you never, ever hear a peep out of our media <laughs> about what's going on in Israel no. and that it's not a democracy anymore. They have taken over, the government has taken over everything in Israel, and their man- mandates are coming out right and left yeah. on not well, only they, the... They have a leftist prime minister now. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's absolutely, it's, well, it's scary. And, and he was describing the things that are happening in Israel, and if you want to know, then we've already gotten it posted on our website, Insight to Israel, and... Um, and that's you know, americaswebradio.com. Yes, sir. You'll find any of our shows. Yep. And uh, it just, we're living in very uncertain times, very mm-hmm. scary times. and uh, Very much so. I, uh, I just want to stress the fact that we, we tell the truth. And, you know, it's not to say that we've never made a mistake, <laughs> but at the same token... <coughs> We do our best to only tell the truth right. and uh, back it up with facts, mm-hmm. and yet we've had our hands slapped a few times by YouTube, but <laughs> they were wrong and we were right. We're, but yep. anyway, be that as it may, please check us out at americaswebradio.com and check yep. out the Insight to Israel It'll sure. be uh, it'll be eye opening, folks. Eye opening. So, and as as many of our shows are, so yeah, check us out. Uh, but but but, folks, that that is what you need to understand: a government that is willing to lie to you so willingly uh, here in the United States to gain power should be one that you question more and more and more. And and you know you're doing right by questioning because the Democrats will come out and tell you that it's unpatriotic to question them. Well, any any elected official, I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Independent, if they tell you, they tell we the people that we don't have a right to question them, then they need to be thrown out immediately. Immediately, folks. Um, we, we own this country. We the people. And the and, first thing uh, you do, or one of the first things mm-hmm. you do, you should... When uh, Biden is talking and uh, Congress is talking about taxes and inflation and so forth and so on is throw your two hands up in front of you and that hand that's still in your pocket i can guarantee you that's the government's (laughs) you know that is a great point david a great point because right now and it's about to get worse because 
the Democrats are trying are going to try and get everything they possibly can get passed over the next few months, and uh, and then they definitely want to put their hand back in your pocket. They want to put it deeper in that pocket, and they're not putting that hand in that pocket to to do any. Uh, uh, how can I keep this clean? motivational? Right, that's a good one, David. To, to be motivational, no, no, they want to take from you. And, uh, and, the, and and you've got a government right now, folks, that thinks that what you earn is theirs and that what you get to keep is what they allow you to keep. And that is completely backwards. You know, the last last person that or, or entity that should be funded in this country is the government. And that's why I always push a, a fair tax system, a, a, a consumption tax, because under a consumption tax system, you earn 100% of your paycheck. You receive 100% of your paycheck. And then when you spend, you pay your taxes because you're able to get 100% of your paycheck, take 100% care of your family, and then when you go and buy the goods and things, you're paying a consumption tax, and then that portion goes to the government. And that's how it should be done. That's how it should be done. And, and You know, as you and Brett and a few other folks have pointed out, I'm not too bright. but <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. What uh, You know, I, I was involved with the fair tax mm-hmm. for a number of years. In fact, we used to do a show. But what I've never understood is I, I think the fair tax is the epitome of don't confuse me with facts. My mind's made up mm-hmm. because over and over and over again, you take any CPA, any anything that plays with numbers, and you put the fair tax, a consumption tax, mm-hmm. as you call it, up against any tax any, form. Any tax mm-hmm. form, and the fair tax brings in more money. Mm-hmm. Less complications. It, it brings in more money. It's absolutely less complicated because there's no IRS and no forms and no, no, uh, and no cheating. April 15th. Harder to cheat, believe it or not. Harder to cheat. And, uh, but it, but it fosters freedom and it fosters independence. And that's what the government hates. And, uh, and you know, we'll do a show soon on the fair tax. You know, I used to be a speaker for the fair tax organization in Georgia and we should probably do a show. So coming up soon, pay attention. We will do a show on the fair tax because everyone needs to know about it. Everyone needs to learn about it. And and actually the fair tax, and yes, because I'm a talented, talented radio host and learning every day from David, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I can make this transition from the fair tax into a hot topic of the day, which, which is my next topic, which is the, the gubernatorial race in Georgia. Now, this is what I mean by I want to tread on a, on your attention span a little bit, folks, because I know many of you are outside of Georgia. But what happens in Georgia with, with our upcoming gu- gubernatorial race is going to have implications across the country. Um, right now, folks, as we head into 2022... All the indicators are showing a huge, huge tsunami wave building um, Republican win in 2022. Uh, there is no reason that the Georgia governor's race should be in question, but it is. And, and I'm going to tell you why. So last week, uh, and first of all, let me let me do this because I had a list, listener just chime, I had a listener chime in and said, you know what? When we're talking about, I was talking about uh, the uh, climate change and and uh, Bijan Lomborg and, and about how the intensities of of, her, of tornadoes have actually decreased. Um, 
this listener po- astutely pointed out that that goes against everything that Dr. Greta Thunberg, you know, the renowned scientist that's 16 years old, I believe. I believe she was a renowned scientist at the age of 13 <laughs> and maybe a regular Sheldon Cooper. Um, you know, Greta Thunberg uh, just doesn't seem to understand facts or truths. But let's be honest, folks. Uh, Greta Thunberg is a puppet that her parents, she's an actress, she's a trained actress, so are her parents. And she's getting out there and acting uh, on behest of these political tyrants so they can gain more power. So it's uh, sad, sad, sad. But anyway, let, let me move on. Let me get back. So last week... Uh, Stacey Abrams, that blowhard who spent the last four years telling everybody that she's the rightful heir to the governor's governor throne in Georgia. Uh, you know, the, the, the lady who wouldn't admit she lost. The, the lady that wouldn't accept the results of an election. Yeah, that's Stacey Abrams. So she announced that she is running for governor again. Now, I know some of you astute listeners are going, now, Victor, just a few weeks ago, you predicted that she wouldn't run. And yes, folks, I did. So uh, I, I, will, I will admit, as I will often do if I'm wrong, I will admit, apparently I was wrong. So... I now let me let me explain this. So a few weeks ago, I did after the Virginia race and the overpowering win by the Republicans in Virginia sent a message across this country that the Republican wave is coming. And so I know Stacey Abrams. Look, I can get in the mind of a liberal folks. It's a talent that I have. Uh, and I know Stacey Abrams has her mind set on 2024. And I know when you when you're a Democrat like Stacey Abrams and and you're an opportunist and you're looking at Joe Biden and you know darn well he cannot run again and he will not run again. So he will not be on the ticket for the Democrats in 2024. And you know that Kamala Harris is not liked by anybody in this country. Uh, she's way in over her head. She can't even complete the duties of vice president. She's darn sure not going to complete the duties of the presidency. So she's not going to be the candidate. She's not going to be the candidate, folks, I can tell you. So Stacey Abrams is looking at this and goes, well, who's on the bench? Well, Pete Buttigieg, which I've mentioned before, uh, and and who else is Hillary? Now, look, Hillary's already made, folks. I say it all the time. Pay attention to what these people say. I mean, I'm sorry, to what they do, not necessarily to what they say. So you look at their actions, and right now Hillary Clinton is making rumbles. I can see it that she may run in 2024. So you've got. Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who who takes ninety days off work and nobody misses him from from the Department of Transportation, you've got Hillary Clinton, who is my gosh, she's knocking on the door of of Biden's age, um, who a two time, three time loser, whatever, whatever. But look, she's making rumbles. Um, you've got Cuomo, who I'm telling you, folks, Cuomo thinks he's going to come out of this New York mess and he's going to be able to run for president. Um, I mean, that that's their bench. That's the Democrat bench. So Stacey Abrams, I figured, wouldn't run for Georgia's governor again because she didn't want to risk losing so she can jump in the race in 2024. And I honestly think that's what that's what she, her plans were until – Right before she announced, about a week or so, there were uh, leaks coming out that David Perdue would jump in and challenge Kemp. You know, Kemp is the pre- is the governor of Georgia right now, and David Perdue was the former senator 
now he's going to run against Kemp. He's going to try to primary Kemp. And when that started leaking out, I think that's what changed Stacey Abrams' mind. I think Stacey Abrams looked and went, wait a minute. If David Perdue gets in the governor's race and there causes a primary fight between David Perdue and uh, and Kemp, Brian Kemp, and uh, Vernon Jones, that they're going to eat themselves up and pave the way for Stacey. And that is why I think Stacey got in this race. And, David, you look like you've got a comment. Yeah, I do. It's it's my understanding that you overlooked one of the potential Democratic or one of the potential governor candidates. Oh, who's that? And that's the uh, the green monkey with purple dots on it. And I want to make it perfectly clear that America's Web Radio will endorse that monkey over Stacey Abrams. <laughs> I'm not sure who you're talking about. Well, it's a it's a monkey that's uh, green and has purple spots on it. I'm missing something. No, no, you're you're hearing it. That's the truth. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the monkey probably has more sense than Stacey well, Abrams I or most Democrats. I would imagine most anybody or any animal does. Um, but I, I'm going to have to look into that and see what what we're talking about. But I, you know, look, I th- this is what's this is what I think happened. I think I would endorse a, dirt well, before I would, I would endorse or even think yeah, about. Stacey I would. Abrams. Oh, I would endorse Mickey Mouse before I would Absolutely. or Minnie Mouse. And you're putting you're putting down both of them, and I'm putting them down. That's absolutely right. And and David, you know, and the reason why I bring this up is because Stacey Abrams is an opportunist. I mean, like I said, she spent the last four years running around telling people she was the rightful governor. She got the uh, All Star Game in Atlanta uh, removed. So how many black businesses? You know, we've talked about this before, folks. I don't have to rehash it. But how many brown businesses, black businesses, yellow businesses, all the minorities that she claims to care about? How many of them were hurt because she had to make a name for herself and get the All Star Game thrown out of Atlanta? That was Stacey Abrams, folks. That's the Stacey Abrams that wants to be governor of this great state of Georgia, and because she sees weakness. Uh, now, look, if there's one thing the Democrats do well, and that that's spot weakness. And when they see weakness, they see a little blood in the water, they're going to pounce on it. And I think that's why Stacey Abrams is, has jumped in this race, because she knows uh, or she believes that David Perdue and, and Brian Kemp are going to fight it and fight it out and spend all their money fighting each other. Um, so I, I, I want to say this. Because a lot of you ask, what, what do I think about this race? What do I think of what's going to happen? I mean, now you've got Vernon Jones, you've got David Perdue, and you've got Brian Kemp. And here's my first reaction. The three of them, and, and I know there are people listening right now in the Georgia GOP. And if you are listening or you're associated with the Georgia GOP, you need to relay this message that I'm about to give. You need to relay it to all three of these campaigns. Vernon Jones, you need to hear me. Brian Kemp, you need to hear me. David Perdue, you need to hear me. The first thing the three of you need to do is get together, get in front of the microphone, any media in Georgia that will have you. And you need to proclaim and you need to pledge that you will unite. You will get behind whoever the victor is. 
that you will get behind one another to beat Stacey Abrams. You need to pledge, the three of you need to pledge that you're not going to have a, 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 a six month, seven month, eight month campaign of trying to destroy one another, but you will put the focus on Abrams. Because Stacey Abrams isn't going to have a challenger, and if she does, no one's going to know who it is. Stacey Abrams is going to be the Democrat nominee for the governorship of the great state of Georgia. And you, Vernon Jones, and you, David Perdue, and you, Brian Kemp, you need to get together and let the people of Georgia know that you will stand together. Whoever the victor is and whoever ends up facing Stacey Abrams, that you will be one. And you will focus on Stacey Abrams. So in your campaigns, do not spend money attacking each other. The, 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 the great citizens of the great state of Georgia can figure out on their own. They just need to hear your message. How are you going to beat Stacey Abrams? That should be your message. And, and I just want to say this about David Perdue. I like David Perdue. Um, now, I will say this. My dad has a beef to pick with David Perdue. And my father is a very influential guy here in the Mexican community, Mexican-American community, uh, in the great state of Georgia. And if anyone with the David Perdue campaign would like to talk to me, please reach out to me at victor at americaswebradio.com because you need to win my dad back over. <laughs> but anyway, I like David Perdue. He's a good guy, and he's a sharp guy. He was a great senator. I, I think he was an excellent senator. Um I think David Perdue was kind of Trump before Trump, you know, and what I mean by that is Trump was not a politician. He was a businessman and he came in and got elected. Well, when Perdue first got elected to the Senate to be senator for the, from the great state of Georgia, he was not a politician. He was a businessman. And David Perdue ended up being a pretty darn good senator. And I won't even hash in why, why or how he lost uh, in 2020, but here we are today. And David Perdue to get, getting in this race, I have no problem with it. Um, folks, I, I will be honest with you. I was not a Brian Kemp fan from the beginning, but I 100% support Brian Kemp against Stacey Abrams. And I will say this, Brian Kemp has performed better than I thought he would. Um, I know the election issues, and I do think Brian Kemp could have done better. But in Brian Kemp's defense, his hands were tied by the Georgia Constitution. Um, but that being said, there are things Brian Kemp could be doing better. I don't know why Brian Kemp doesn't look south to Florida and see what DeSantis is doing and just emulate DeSantis. I mean, is your ego that big, Brian Kemp? Is your Governor Kemp, is your ego so big that you can't see what DeSantis is doing and just do that here in Georgia? Because that would help you, buddy. It would help you. So... But I, what, what I want to say is I, I don't really have a big problem with Brian Kemp. I can support him for governor. I will 100% support him against Stacey Abrams. Now, I would 100% support David Perdue against Stacey Abrams, and I will 100% support Vernon Jones if it's him that face to face Stacey Abrams. What about a green monkey with purple uh, Right, that, that one too. Yeah. I would support, absolutely would support anything over Stacey Abrams. Uh, but here's my message to David Perdue. Now, you did fantastic when you entered this race and you made it about taxes. And you said it is time for Georgia to get rid of the Georgia income tax. It is time to bring the fair tax, a consumption tax, to the great state of Georgia. You did great when you did that, David. But you really stepped in it when you filed a lawsuit 
to rehash the 2020 elections here in Georgia. Now, I don't know why you did that, and I don't know who you're listening to, but but hear me now. Uh, look, I again, I can 100% get behind David Perdue. I like David Perdue. But to rehash 2020 election is only going to play into Brian Kemp's hands. And even more so than that, you're playing into Stacey Abrams' hands. Why on earth do you want to make Stacey Abrams a more viable candidate? And that is what David Perdue just did. Now, again, I am not making a choice. I, I can get behind David Perdue. I can get behind Kemp. I can get behind Vernon Jones. But I am not going to sit here and not point out the obvious. And I'm going to give you my opinion, and you guys can do with it what you will. But David Perdue doing this lawsuit and trying to rehash 2020 election here in Georgia is only going to give fodder to Stacey Abrams and divide the the vote in Georgia. Now, why would you want to divide? You're just going to make the Trump voters go one way and the establishment Republican voters go the other way when we need to bring those voters together. Now, look, folks, I consider myself a Georgia Trump voter. But I will 100% be behind Brian Kemp to get to beat Stacey Abrams. Uh, or I would be 100% behind David Perdue to beat Stacey Abrams. This election in Georgia for the governorship isn't about any one person or one Republican. It's not about the Trump faction. It's not about the establishment Republican faction. It's about beating Stacey Abrams. I can't hammer this home enough. If you voters in Georgia allow Stacey Abrams to be elected governor, then you better say hello to mask mandates. You can say hello to lockdowns. You can say hello to all the ridiculousness that is still going on in blue states. Folks, there is absolutely no reason that we shouldn't be back to normal right now. There should be no mask wearing. There should be no no uh, ma- vaccine mandates. There should be none of this stuff. We should be back to normal. We 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 can deal with COVID now. COVID, Corona, COVID nineteen, the Wuhan virus, whatever you want to call it, it is now endemic which means it isn't going anywhere, which means it's a regular flu, which means we can deal with it. We're Americans. We shouldn't be afraid of this. And just as any virus, we have therapeutics now to help us get through it. My goodness, I think Pfizer and Merck have a pill coming to market really soon. The first pill that you can buy over the counter and take it home to treat COVID-19 symptoms or to treat that COVID flu. That's on its way, folks. That's how good we're doing against this virus. We have made it to the point where we can live with this virus and we can live with freedom and liberty. But you've got blue states all across this country that are reinstituting mask mandates, reinstituting restrictions in schools and and all kinds of restrictions, folks, and mandated vaccines all over the place, folks. That should not be happening. And if you don't want that to happen in Georgia, you better get off your butt and make sure Stacey Abrams does not become the governor of this state. Now, look, folks, I'm not angry. I'm just right. I'm just right. And my message again to David Perdue, my message to Vernon Jones, my message to Governor Kemp, you better stand together as one. Now, I have no problem with all three of you being in this race. That's the great thing about the republic that we have. The great thing about democracy, if you want to call it democracy, the great thing we have is we the people can vote. And if we want to get in, I don't care if you're a farmer. I don't care if you're if you're a guy working in a liquor store. I don't care if you're flipping burgers at Burger King. If you want to run for office, you can, by God, run for office in this country. But you better stand together against the enemy that is 
Stacey Abrams. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but she is our enemy, folks. The Democrats right now are. Lockdowns are our enemy. Okay, folks, that's all the time we have today. So please take my message to heart, and uh, you guys have a great rest of the week. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded with Roger B. It's coming up next. I'm out. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.